Good morning and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what is hot in the news, what's new in research, or anything that can help us lose weight, get healthier, or live longer better. Today, I'm going to do another deep dive into the supplement melatonin. Typically, we think of melatonin for sleep. And for someone who's struggled with getting a good night's sleep, I have enjoyed melatonin. I can remember so many nights laying asleep while the dog was snoring, husband conked out, and I'm aware of just about every hour the clock ticked off. For people that have no trouble sleeping, you don't realize that a good night's sleep is really priceless. I know some people that struggle night after night, and it takes its toll. In today's society, so many things can upset our night's sleep. We've got the electronic blue screens, eating too late, a glass of wine before bedtime, exercise before bed, stress. You know, so many things can ruin a good night's sleep if you're prone to problems. I'm not alone. In fact, the CDC says that one-third of Americans have problems sleeping. So in today's show, I'm going to talk about what's really going on with all the new research on melatonin, where in the body the melatonin is made, what it does for us, how you can boost your own production or even supplement with food, and how you should take it if you decide to do so. A little background first on in the amazing benefits that research is finding out about this supplement. But, you know, it was discovered in the 1950s, not so long ago, from my perspective. In your body, it's made from the amino acid tryptophan, primarily in the small almond-shaped pineal gland in the brain. Here, pineal melatonin is made pretty much in response to the light-dark cycle, your wake-sleep cycle, the circadian rhythm, your internal clock. Pineal melatonin is made and released when it gets dark, and then the production falls off at the exposure of any light, daylight or artificial blue light, like from a cell phone or an electronic clock or the nightstand clock or the LED or the television in the bedroom. Pineal melatonin release is all about light stimulation. Ideally, the body starts producing melatonin as the sun goes down. Levels can increase sharply, and you begin to feel a little sleepy, even drowsy. But if you've got artificial light, that throws a monkey wrench into the works. I was reminded of this about a week ago. When I started watching the movie 1883... It's a really good series, let me tell you, but don't start it like I did about 8 o'clock at night. Blue light from a telephone combined with a really exciting show. No sleep for me that night. I can't tell you when the last time that was. I don't know. It was a long time ago. But bedtime tea or melatonin, nothing could combat those forces at work. So first thing to do to get good pineal melatonin production is to turn down the lights and get off the screen as early as possible. But also, if you travel across time zones that can really disrupt sleep, it works amazingly well. Boy, you know, can't you just see how easily it gets disrupted in our culture when we have the lights on all day, all night? There's actually a term they're calling now, and it's called darkness deficiency. 
And in fact, I use an eye mask when the moonlight is really intense. Um, It makes a difference in my sleep quality. But now this is cool. We have found that melatonin is made in a lot of other places. Your digestive tract makes melatonin. In fact, in response to a meal, it can produce up to four times as much digestive melatonin as the pineal gland. Your bones make it. In the skin, you find it's even found in the liver's bile. Usually not nearly as strong, but it's ubiquitous. It is everywhere. It seems to be produced in about every type of cell. And then it is used locally. It's also in the very mitochondria of the cell, helping our body make energy, but also probably more importantly, helping to neutralize the waste toxins. We think of it as a hormone, but boy, it is so beyond that. And it's also naturally found in some foods, eggs and fish and mushrooms, even high levels in coffee bean of all things, nuts and seeds. What it does do in plants, we're still discovering, you know, plants don't sleep. So, you know, it can't be used for that. But what is it doing? You know, we don't get much from plants, but it's it's worth trying to get some from plants because what we're finding is in plants, it may help them produce all of those 25,000 phytonutrients that I love to talk about. I mean, we're talking the quercetin, the resveratrol, the lutein, the zeaxanthin, the polyphenols. As we learn about melatonin, whoa, we are realizing it is not just for insomnia, but it's being made and used in all sorts of places throughout the body. So what else does it do besides regulating sleep? It is being used in both chronic and acute health problems because it is an immune system strengthener. It also provides a lot of antioxidant properties that actually quell and neutralize damaging free radicals, especially in the mitochondria helps protect the DNA, the RNA, the kind of damage that can lead to deadly chronic diseases and accelerated aging. One study found that a single molecule of melatonin can neutralize 10 times the damaging molecules, those free radicals, so much different than vitamin E or vitamin C that we think of as antioxidants. This plant melatonin, the phytomelatonin, So many things it's doing. Profound, strong, anti-inflammatory, and it's working through the same COX-2 pathways that you hear about a lot of the medicines doing. You know, it's somewhere like 600 times as strong in the phytomelatonin as the pineal melatonin. You know, we're, we're just scratching the surface on all this. So, There's some research also that shows melatonin with its antioxidant effects help by using it as kind of like an immune buffer. And it's anti-inflammatory compounds that there is really intensified immune response, kind of, you know, like in the acute inflammation, like a cytokine storm like we found in covid In several animal models, it was found to be extremely protective and helped reduce those cytokines. 
You know, even white blood cells have melatonin receptors. It seems to stimulate the white blood cells release to proteins that regulate inflammation. So this means it stimulates immunity when needed, but also guards against that out-of-control cytokine inflammation. You know, it is just so amazing how well it works. And it also tells me another reason why we get sick when our sleep suffers, when we don't have enough of the melatonin to work. It's also really strong acting in the T cells, the cancer killing, the natural killer cells like macrophages. You know, they're critical ones that destroy the harmful microbes, eradicate viruses and gobble those up and get rid of the cellular debris. You know, most of the research is on bacterial and viral infections, but there's a lot of research going on. Um, you know, the flu is indicated that by adding melatonin to medical treatment, indirectly influenced the severity of the flu and reduced flu-induced pneumonia. And we thought it was just for sleep. It also binds to vitamin D in the cells. It binds to it and helps it work better. In the 2020 journal Life Sciences, they found benefits in COVID response that melatonin's antioxidant anti-inflammatory and immune-modulating properties were able to lessen the chance of the virus causing acute lung injury or respiratory distress syndrome. Oh my gosh, so many things when it comes to the immune system and melatonin. Cancer research. One night's poor sleep can reduce your immune system by as much as 70%. Just one night. 70% in the cancer-fighting cells called natural killer cells. Now, the reason that short-duration sleep increases your risk for lots of different kinds of cancers, and we're talking bowel cancer, prostate cancer, breast cancer, and there's some research that melatonin may benefit cancer patients. Women's studies with breast cancer, they normally have very low levels of melatonin compared to women that don't have breast cancer. And according to the University of Maryland Medical Center, women with higher levels of melatonin had increased rates of remission, and men with prostate cancer had lower melatonin levels. We also know that studies of shift workers you know, that work the graveyard shift, or if they do swing shift, they have an increased risk of cancer. According to the American Cancer Society, it is considered causal. World Health Organization says night shift work is a probable carcinogen. Lack of good quality sleep causes cancer, not an association, a cause. And that's a huge distinction. Lack of sleep is a cause of cancer. So if you work the graveyard shift, third shift, ask for a pay raise, hazard pay, or better yet, switch shifts. There's also some evidence that melatonin may even help cancer medications fight tumors and decrease the side effect of cancer treatments due to the antioxidant effect it has in the cell. Of course, check with your doctor. 
before taking melatonin supplements while undergoing any chemotherapy. In uh, 2014, a group of researchers evaluated its action on the growth of breast tumors, and the researchers found that melatonin can inhibit tumor growth and cell production as well as block the formation of new blood vessels so it will not spread. Another study found women taking tamoxifen for breast cancer but not seeing improvement when they added melatonin. Improvement was seen in 28% of the women. Okay. Melatonin in the brain. You know, we all know how bad our brain functions when we're tired. Lack of sleep prevents your brain to be able to make new memories. It's kind of like the computer hard drive shuts down and can't store those new memories, sort of an auto-delete. So don't pull an all-nighter and expect A's. There's also a lot of research, melatonin protective against neurodegenerative diseases, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, maybe even autoimmune conditions like multiple sclerosis, seems to improve neuronal survival and protect the brain against that oxidative stress and inflammation. Recent clinical studies show that supplementation may not only improve sleep, but may slow the progression of cognitive decline. It's no surprise. So there you go. You know, we really really are learning a lot about so many things. We've also found that lack of sleep leads to an increased development in that beta amyloid plaque that's associated with Alzheimer's disease. When you get a good night's sleep, that is when the detox system of the brain called the glymphatic clears out that beta amyloid. Insomnia increases your risk of going on to develop dementia. So wakefulness essentially is low-level brain damage. They're researching also how melatonin can maybe work with the glymphatic system to help detoxify the brain at night. A lot of research also on heart disease and cardiovascular system. We know that there is a 200% increased risk in having a fatal heart attack or stroke if you're getting six hours of sleep or less. That is not something to discount. We also know that, you know, we've got that daylight savings time. Well, in the spring, when you lose an hour, we see a subsequent 24% in Increase in heart attacks the following day. Multiple studies are also showing that melatonin has heart protective properties. So specifically, it shows that when it comes to cardiovascular health, it may also be that anti-inflammatory and antioxidant effect that we keep seeing over and over again, no matter what system of the body you are looking at. Even with fibromyalgia and chronic pain relief and headaches and just all this may even ease tinnitus, that ringing in the ear. And this is a tough one for so many people. Researchers at the Ohio State University Ear and Eye Institute, they conducted a study involving 61 people taking three milligram of melatonin for 30 days. Participants had a significant decrease in tinnitus. So it also helped the quality of sleep because sometimes they have a hard time drowning out the noise of the ringing in the ears to find asleep. Also seems to help relieve stress. 
probably reducing the overall cortisol. Helps prevent mood disturbances. There's lots of studies here. So just to recap the actions of melatonin, it seems to help so much more than just sleep. It has free radical scavenging activity. It has anti-inflammatory effects. It is a mitochondrial regulator, which means it has the most to help with the oxidative stress associated with metabolism. Uh, Those antioxidant effects helps prevent tissue damage, blocks pro-inflammatory cytokines. So you can see why a lot of doctors added this to the COVID cocktail how it produces, I mean, it helps to boost your body's own production. We can do that. You know, it's best to do that by reducing daylight exposure about two hours before bed. But you can also boost your own levels by things during the, like, daytime exercise, eating tart cherries, goji berries, walnuts, salmon, chicken, mushrooms, milk, oats, cucumbers, pistachios, um, tomatoes, rice. All of these have phytomelatonin. I mean, you'd have to eat a ton of it. I mean, like a thousand cherries because they're just like a little bit in each one of them, but they all add up and we are getting all those compounds and we know that they have a lot of other Effects, So maybe we don't need to pay attention to the milligrams so much as their their activity in the body. So, of course, other things you need to do is limit caffeine, limit alcohol, tobacco, all those things that are going to inhibit your own production. And things like taking a hot bath before bed can boost your own levels. So there you go. Bottom line, melatonin is safe for most people after puberty our levels drop like in a straight line almost by the time you are 70, it is really low. Probably smart to avoid during pregnancy, during breastfeeding, or when trying to conceive because we just don't know. Children, adolescents, adolescents, check with your doctor. People with medical conditions should also speak to their doctor or pharmacist. But the dosage somewhere between two-tenths of a milligram and five milligram about an hour before bedtime is the typical dose, uh, smaller for children. And some common side effects, some people would say they have vivid dreams or daytime sleepiness. If you experience drowsiness the morning after, try taking less and never use um, drive or use machinery within five hours of taking it. Also, just have to say, it's been my clinical experience that if, if stress is high, It is most important to get that under control first. All the melatonin in the world doesn't seem to work if stress is out of control. Okay, so there you go. I hope you enjoyed listening. I hope you learned something today that will help you or someone you love. If you want to listen to this again, you can go to Today's Nutrition on my website or on iTunes, wherever you listen to shows. And um, have a great day and an even better night's sleep.